time now for the RNZ Business Editor to tell us what's happening in Dao Kaipakehi. Giles Beckford. House prices are continuing to drop. Tell us more. Kia Amani. Yes, no surprise there. As you may have heard in the news, prices continue to fall as rising interest rates lock more people out of the market. Real Estate Institute's monthly house price index, which measures changing value of properties, was down 5.8% for the year ended August, compared with a near 3% annual fall in July. The seasonally adjusted medium price for August is down nearly 6% on a year ago to $800,000, but prices are still 19% higher than they were in 2020. The Institute's chief executive, Jen Baird, says despite prices easing and supply increasing, sales activity remains subdued, mainly because of rising mortgage rates. Look, I think the market has settled into its new cadence of, uh, you know, lower number of sales than we saw last year and those prices seem to be steadying a little bit. It'll be interesting to see obviously what happens in the next few months. I think the key here is that those headwinds in the market, increasing interest rates, inflation, global uncertainty, that those don't seem to be going anywhere in a hurry and will continue to impact in the market. Jen Baird says August tends to be one of the quieter months for sales and expects there will be an uplift heading into spring. Mercury Energy expects a wind farm at Kaiwera Downs, just south of Gore, currently being built, will be operational by the end of next year. It's going to cost $115 million to build the first phase of the project. That doesn't count interest costs. The wind farm will produce 43 megawatts. That's enough to power 20,000 houses and 66,000 electric electric vehicles. Mercury's chief executive, Vince Hawksworth, says the project's been 15 years in the making and it could help establish Southland as a renewable energy hub. So it's a 43-megawatt project, which puts it at the smaller end of um, the sorts of projects that uh, Mercury has built, but it's very similar to the uh, 30-odd-megawatt Mahinurangi um, Stage 1 that we also own. It can obviously be scaled. It can be scaled up to 240 megawatts in the future under the consent. And we, you know, we'd, we'd hope to be doing that at some point in the future, but we haven't got a time frame for that. Vince Hawksworth says the project is essential to helping the country reach its zero carbon targets. The medical property investment company Vital Healthcare plans to take advantage of a looming slowdown in construction. The company says it's working on a number of developments on both sides of the Tasman, but it's been challenged by construction sector pressures. Vital Fund Manager Aaron Hockley says strong demand for building firms and rising costs have put pressure on its developments, but he believes it will ease soon. Labour in particular, that, that, that is a challenge. However, we also see a, a, there's a likelihood of a, a, a relatively significant slowdown in construction over coming years, and that will enable us to bring projects online as um, less demand for other sectors uh, means that we can, we can utilise some of that excess capacity uh, to build new health facilities. That's Aaron Hockley from Vital Healthcare. Well, the health sector, or the health technology sector, has added more than 1,200 jobs in the past year, employing many previously low-skilled workers. Health tech firms generated nearly $3 billion in revenue, according to a report just being released. However, the average wage fell just under 1% to about $89,000. 
Technology Business Network Managing Director Greg Shanahan says the drop in average pays because many of the new jobs are at entry-level positions rather than jobs for highly skilled immigrants who have had trouble entering the country. Over this period of time, one of the big struggles is you couldn't get people into the country. So people historically have been underrepresented in tech, particularly Māori, Pacifica, uh, some migrant communities. Um, now there's greater demand for the skills that they have and greater efforts to retrain them into tech-relevant careers. Greg Shanahan says Fish and Paykel Healthcare is one of the biggest contributors to growth, with about a 1,000 new jobs located in South Auckland. Well, coming up to 20, you know, 20, 24 and a half past 12, let's have a look at financial markets now, see how they've started the day. I'm joined by Mark Fowler from Hobson Wealth. Kira to you, Mark. Good afternoon, Joel. Uh, well, uh, it looked a rather subdued opening for the local market. Has it continued? Look, it has continued that way, Joel. So the index 50 gross index is essentially unchanged this morning at 11,811 points. Uh, there has been a couple of key contributors, though, both sort of up and down. Uh, on the positive side of the ledger, we have got Tourism Holdings. That's up over 2.25%, trading at $2.68. Uh, Meridian Energy, that's up a percent this morning, uh, trading at $5.04. And also we've got Fonterra, um, it's keeping that strong run of late. That's up over 3%, trading at $3.41. Uh, on the slightly more negative side of the ledger, we've got A2 Milk, that's down around about 1.5%, trading at $6.31. And we've got Vista, the cinema software operator, that's down about 2.5%, trading at $1.60. But overall, um, a pretty mixed bag on the open. 25 minutes into trading in Australia, what's it looking like? Look, Australia's had a bit more of a positive start this morning, actually not quite as sort of uh, shambolic as of late. So the, the S&P ASX 200, uh, that's up a half a percent, trading at 7,004 points. Uh, again, a couple of the sort of the notable contributors, Omedia, the outdoor advertising agency, that's up around about 2%, trading at $1.43. Uh, Ramsey Healthcare, which was subject to a potential takeover offer from KKR, that looks like has fallen through, it's trading at $70.21. Uh, and Zero, a name familiar to New Zealand investors, that's up about 2% trading at $91.06. Well, coming out overnight, uh, US inflation figures, and undoubtedly that'll be focus of attention for currency and interest rate markets. Definitely, Giles. It'll be, certainly be a key contributor. And if we look at the, uh, the Kiwi US dollar cross, so we're trading at 61 40. Uh, against the Aussie dollar, we're at 89.20. Against the Japanese yen, 87.59. Against the sterling, we are at 52.50. And the euro, 60.60, with the New Zealand trade weight index at 70.8. What's it looking like for interest rates, oil and gold? So interest rates, we've got three-month bank bills. They're trading at 3.61%. 10-year uh, government bonds in New Zealand, just below 4% at 3.95. Um, oil actually is sort of holding below $90. That's trading at 87.77. That's US a barrel. And finally, gold is trading at uh, US dollars, 1725 an ounce. Thank you very much. That's Mark Fowler from Hobson Wealth. Well, another item of news this lunch hour, a Bermuda-based financial services company is buying local owner of retail investment platform InvestNow. The Apex Group, which has more than $3 trillion US trillion worth of assets under management, will acquire implemented investment holdings for an undisclosed sum. The acquisition will see Apex add 28 local staff and expand its presence in New Zealand to more than 200 workers. 
IIS and InvestNow Chief Executive Anthony Edmonds says the acquisition means clients and staff will benefit from Apex Group's global reach. Implemented Investment Solutions offers New Zealand-based investment funds to overseas clients, while InvestNow uh, has a retail trading platform with more than 25,000 consumers. It manages about $1.3 billion in assets. It has its own KiwiSaver scheme. We'll update uh, business news and numbers for you at around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, money, that's Coronel Kaipakehi. Kia ora.